Okay. Hello, hello. This is Dr. Jason Lee, clinical immunologist and allergist practicing in Toronto, Ontario. Today I have a guest, uh, one of the guests who've been very um, generous and you know giving me some time to talk about oral immunotherapy augmented by omalizumab. Um, so uh, welcome. Um, I'll call you patient X for your confidentiality. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right. So uh, patient X, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, your general age range and, uh, you know, what's, you know, your a little bit of a, your medical history. So I'm, uh, my age is between 20 to 25. I'm a male. Um, in terms of my medical history, it's generally very, very healthy, um, with the exception being of a very severe anaphylactic allergy to various nuts and crab. And then seasonal allergies as well is another thing I deal with. Other than that, though, I have no other sort of medical conditions. Gotcha. And, and when were you diagnosed? Like uh, roughly what ages were you diagnosed with the uh, food allergies? And tell us what, what, what happened when you had the foods. So what my, what my parents told me was that I got diagnosed when I was about four years old. Um, they gave me a little uh, dab of peanut butter off a spoon onto my tongue. And then I broke out in, in a rash everywhere, which was later found out to be hives. So then I, was got, I got tested for different nuts to figure out that I was allergic to peanuts. Got you. And have you had other accidental reactions uh, during your life? Yes. Yes, I have. And tell us about the worst one you had. The, uh, the worst one I had was um, I was in my adult life. I was, uh, I, by that time I was age 20. Um, I was at a restaurant and I ordered from a tasting menu. And the uh, one of the dishes had some sort of nut component in it in quite a large quantity. I'm quite allergic and I'd never really eaten a significant amount. It had always been more of a trace amount of nuts that had set my allergies off. So this time it was quite dramatic. I, um, my lips swelled up right away. And then within about 10 minutes, I needed to give myself the EpiPen. And then I projectile vomited across the entire bathroom because it was just so, so intense. And then after that, because the allergen got up into my nose, my nose was plugged for quite a long time. And I was, I had very, very severe um, abdominal pain and I actually had a biphasic reaction. So about four hours later, the, the, uh, the reaction came back, hives spread throughout my entire body and I needed to have another dose of epinephrine in the hospital at that point. Gotcha. Yeah, it's uh, quite scary uh, to live through that uh, kind of experience. Um, were there episodes where you had a small amount, like maybe a nut or two, that would cause a, a reaction as well that you had experienced? Yeah, I would say that that, that one in particular that I just described, it was very clear that there was obviously a very large amount of nuts, whereas I've had other reactions throughout my life, particularly as, uh, as a young teenager, maybe 13, 12 years old. And those times we never were actually able to sort of pinpoint the allergen. We, it was not sort of like a frank amount of nuts. We think it was much more of sort of a trace or a cross-contamination level. Yeah, so yeah, that's the uh, concern. And that's where a lot of uh, patients' anxieties lie, uh, is that trace or small contact uh, exposure. You know, I had one, another patient who reacted just after um, touching a bank machine and there was 
you know, some for some reason, someone had smeared some peanut butter and she had touched her mouth and had anaphylaxis. Um, <clears throat> so these things can sometimes happen, and it's kind of beyond anyone's control. Um, so what motivated you to uh, pursue oral immunotherapy? And maybe just before I get there, I, I won't uh, reveal patient X's identity, but this patient X is very learned and is in the healthcare field, in fact, uh, going to be a doctor soon. Yes, so in terms of what motivated me, um, I essentially was finished my follow-up appointments with my childhood or pediatric allergist when I was, uh, when I was about 12. At that point in time, the uh, peanut desensitization was just starting to be researched and there was just starting to be early evidence for it. So essentially I, I wasn't really given any more follow-up because they didn't think they had anything to offer for me at my age and complexity of reactions. Um, and then I, I just so happened to be lucky enough to meet Dr. Lee um, last year, right around this time. And he was able to show me that there's actually was new evidence. There's a lot of new groundbreaking research and protocols established in the field. So I, I felt really excited that I was, thankfully, I was at the right age to be able to, to be able to do it and really try to see if I could make to cure myself of this for life. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I hate to use the term cure just for all the listeners out there. Uh, and I certainly don't promise a cure. Uh, you know, what we're aiming for is to, you know, be able to ingest and tolerize to a safe amount where that trace or, or accidental injection does not result in an anaphylactic reaction. And, and that's really the goal. I just, I just want to make that clear for everyone. I am not offering a cure. There is still no cure, unfortunately. Uh, but there's tolerization to a certain point. Um, uh, very good. And, uh, yeah, you know, I can say as a physician, uh, practicing allergy for the last decade, uh, that it was always very frustrating for me to, uh, see peanut, uh, or any food allergy patients because there really wasn't a whole lot to offer. The standard of care was really this, you know, super risk averse, uh, advice to just avoid and be meticulous and, and, uh, and be careful. And you brought up a good point as well, uh, patient X, that um, you know, children who are in their uh, adolescence and teenagers, well, I guess I shouldn't call them children, but adolescents and teenagers uh, really are at increased risk and uh, you know, with that in increased independence and increased drive for uh, socialization with peers and things like that. So um, how do you feel like, you know, uh, you obviously have read a lot of the literature and are very abreast and, and you know, what I would consider a very nuanced patient. Uh, how do you feel that, you know, oral immunotherapy augmented by omalizumab is, is, you know, maybe a better or safer route uh, for everything? I think that uh, in, in earlier, earlier studies, I've had the opportunity to actually study omalizumab and how it works. And I've, done a lot of studying in sort of basic and more clinical immunology as well to, to look at the whole cascade and actually why I get anaphylaxis and what's going wrong in my body. So I think that hearing about it and its applications to me, it makes a lot of sense to the very logical side of my brain. It really, I can really feel confident in the evidence because the mechanisms behind the drug actually working really make a lot of sense in exactly what's going on for me. And, um, and then there's obviously the, the more emotional side. And I think that Again, this is something Dr. Lee has been really amazing with in making sure that I understood what the realistic endpoint was. And I think that for me, 
even being able to tolerate just traces of nuts is, is life changing for me. And I think that's enough to be sort of a groundbreaking success. And I think that once I heard about how there was a quite a reasonable shot at it for me, I think that that was really what motivated me to do it as well. Yeah, you know, uh, a respirologist who was a mentor to, of mine, um, you know, uh, he, he had said to me when I was uh, uh, in, in residency, actually, um, you know, it, it's common sense. Why don't you allergists use uh, omalizumab or Zoller to try to do something about food allergies? And, uh, you know, I had re first read the fir very first studies coming out of uh, uh, New York and Mount Sinai uh, on using omalizumab for food allergies. So it got me intrigued from that point as a fellow. And uh, it's kind of neat to see, you know, there's actually uh, enough evidence for me to have, uh, you know, felt safe and comfortable understanding sort of the dynamics and nuances with, with this. Um, so tell us about uh, where you are today. Um, you know, are you surprised at the, the, the level you're at and you're able to ingest now? Um, you know, how do you feel about, uh, tell everyone, you know, what you're doing these days and uh, how the process worked. Mm -hmm. So in terms of today, I am, I am very surprised. Uh, I've essentially already hit a successful endpoint for, for the peanuts. So I'm able to do two peanuts orally every single morning with essentially no symptoms. And that's no nasal congestion, no itchy throat, definitely no anaphylaxis and no sort of abdominal pain or diarrhea, which were things that I was noticing earlier on in treatment. To be clear, it wasn't ever anaphylaxis, but it was definitely more of the, the tingling in the ears, stuffy nose, scratchy throat, um, uh, more stabbing abdominal pain and some diarrhea were things that were happening to me very early on with very, very small amounts of peanut, even with the omalizumab. And I think that that to think about it now that I essentially don't even know when I'm eating a peanut just goes to show just how amazing it is that it's been able to work. Yeah, and, and you've been uh, eating peanut for a, about a year now. Um, and, uh, you know, when we started and, uh, you know, I when I go to conferences and, and speak about uh, cases like yours, your specific uh, IgE to peanut and your component testing, which is a you know, looking at which exact peptides people are allergic to, your results, uh, to, you know, were actually uh, off the scale. Uh, in fact, uh, many of my uh, colleagues thought that, uh, you know, uh, and they would still think this, this is a contraindication to even do oral immunotherapy or even attempt it. Uh, but, you know, what they're really extrapolating is from our, are their studies uh, using bare uh, OIT or without the omalizumab uh, as kind of this big safety net um, I, I felt that this was the biggest advantage of doing omalizumab augmented OIT in your case and others were, you know, uh, doing it bare may uh, pose an unacceptable risk of anaphylaxis. Uh, do you feel that that was maybe uh, an advantage in your case? Uh, would you agree? Definitely. I think that uh, that was a big thing for me because uh, especially with my particular case, given my age and multiple nut allergies and how severe and biphasic my peanut allergy is, I, um, I didn't, there wasn't a lot of direct sort of looking at patients like me doing uh, augmented oral immunotherapy. So I think that for me to understand the drug, how it worked and knowing that it was going to be there to help protect me, I think that that really settled in my mind, um, settled my concerns about it so that I was very confident and willing to willing to take what I believed was 
what I believe is a very minimal risk of anaphylaxis. And I think that it just shows that even the first day we had the peanut, I think it was something like 10 to 30 milligrams when I was on the medication at therapeutic levels, I, I was having a pretty significant reaction and I had, I had a pretty strong abdominal pain and diarrhea for the first couple of months. So I, I can't even imagine what it would have been like without the drug there. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things that I discussed with yourself and others who are, you know, undergoing this process is that uh, omalizumab is helpful in, in many ways. Uh, when we look at food anaphylaxis and fatal anaphylaxis, um, asthma is the underlying sort of uh, risk factor. Uh, in fact, it's the biggest risk factor. Uh, and uh, omalizumab actually, you know, was first approved to treat asthma. So we can have that control. It may not necessarily apply in your particular case, but it's very protective and very good for control of asthma, especially allergic asthma. And then the other, uh, you know, experience that I had was uh, not in doing OIT, but in, in another condition called eosinophilic esophagitis. And one of the, the postulates of what drives this process is a similar type of type two dysregulation that occurs, uh, which can be actually worsened by uh, pursuing oral immunotherapy. So I felt that, you know, um, not only is omalizumab going to protect against anaphylactic uh, reactions, it may partially treat asthma in others, and in yourself and everyone doing this, it may actually uh, be protective against EOE, one of the uh, biggest and uh, serious complications of OIT. Uh, so I, I feel that it's very uh, helpful in, in multiple permutations. Um, what, what has your experience otherwise been like? You've, uh, you know, uh, we've added a few, uh, we are added a new thing now as well. Mm -hmm. So once we found out that the peanut was successful, we were able to, to start to address the other nuts that I'm allergic to. Um, I think that that was something that was really important to me because, because I'm allergic to traces, it's not just enough for me to have one nut sort of at a level that I can tolerate a trace. It's more of it. I need to get all the nuts to a level that I can tolerate a trace so that my quality of life is actually improved. There isn't really a difference if I'm still reacting to a trace of anything. So what, uh, what we're doing now is I'm actually at two whole pistachios now as well. So I do two whole pistachios and two whole peanuts every morning without any symptoms, no, no GI or no abdominal symptoms, no, no diarrhea, no, um, no nasal symptoms, no ear issues, definitely no anaphylaxis. And I think that that it's given me a lot of confidence to know that we can start sort of to really address the other things I'm reacting to. And I think that that's made me feel that it's been really successful. Yeah, that's very good. So, you know, at my center when we're doing oral immunotherapy, the dose escalation is customized uh, toward every patient. Uh, and in your case, I, I took a very, like the most conservative approach as possible, uh, given your very high specific uh, uh, IgE results to the different uh, era H proteins. <clears throat> um, so even going at the slowest speed, um, you know, just for anyone who's done bare OIT, uh, in, in the first day, we were able to accomplish what would normally take about three to four months on the, on the regular OIT bearer therapy. Uh, so th this is kind of, you know, another nice little uh, side benefit of omalizumab. It just lets us progress in a much more reasonable fashion where you're not using uh, jewelry scales or, or buying, uh, you know, the 14,000 a year uh, peanut A immune uh, product. You know, the, um, I would say the main limitation, uh, and you'd probably agree, uh, patient X, is that 
the cost of omolizumab is quite uh, quite high. Uh, and, you know, it is considered uh, off-label, at least in Canada, we don't have the FDA breakthrough designation here. Um, so, you know, other than that, it does buy a lot of safety and speed uh, as well. Um, so having said that, uh, would you recommend uh, omolizumab or Zoller augmented OIT? Yes, I, I definitely would. I think that it's uh, definitely because of the cost you've mentioned, it's something that's definitely on a lot of people's mind. And I think that when you have a clinician and an allergist like Dr. Lee, who's so skilled at both the care of me, as well as also talking to me about how I'm going to make this decision, the type of evidence that's out there. He's always there for me whenever I need him, if I'm ever unsure of any sort of symptoms I'm having. I think that when you have that combination and of course the financial means to do it, it's really, it really has the opportunity to really change your life. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, uh, one of the uh, limitations I see in, in trials like Palisades uh, which is the oral immunotherapy, uh, bare oral immunotherapy with PINA, um, you know, is that uh, what they found was a, a critical cutoff in, in the success of OIT in patients under 17 and over 17. And, you know, a lot of the patients over the age of 17 were quite limited by, um, you know, adverse events and things like that. So I, I also see this as potentially uh, rescuing that whole other age group of the uh, 20 to 30-year-olds uh, who can, uh, you know, be, uh, in, in some ways uh, pushed uh, over to overcome these sort of uh, hurdles that their uh, physiology uh, has in, in, in limiting their progression of OIT. Uh, so thank you very much uh, uh, for your time and uh, best of luck with the rest of your medical training. Thank you, my pleasure.